What's up? How's it going? Did you miss me? Yeah, you missed me. It's alright, I missed you guys too. All eight of you. All eight of the people listening to this, I missed you. I had to wait a couple months. Uh, My phone got messed up. I had to get a new phone. That's what I'm recording this on. Uh, Yeah, got a lot to talk about, I guess. I was waiting until the season got a little closer. I kind of want to talk about these player rankings. What the heck is going on here? What is this ESPN? I mean, ESPN always misses on these. They've done them for eight years, and the only thing they could ever seem to get right is LeBron. Everything outside LeBron, they mess it up every time. Every time. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know who makes these. I, I, I read what their criteria is. It's, it's what, who they think will have the biggest impact based on whatever they base it on, but they're wrong. They're wrong every time. Let's, uh, I'm going to just do 10, the first 10. They're wrong on a bunch of them. But I'm going to just do the top 10 because um, I could go all day with this. Number 10 on ESPN's player rankings, uh, Damian Lillard. Now, this is one where I kind of, you know, because Dame, Dame does need more respect. He does. He's been in the playoffs just about every year. Every year? I think he's been there since a rookie. I'm not 100% sure. But he gets his team to the playoffs. Yeah, he got swept. But, I mean, his team got the three seed. He was third in MVP voting. I mean, he averaged... He averaged 27 last year, you know, 27 and 6. Like, that's pretty, that's pretty elite numbers. Um, so I guess, you know, he, he, it's a little, it's kind of deserving. He did have a great season last year. So Dame, I guess, you know, kind of kind of just keep it right there. And then number 9, this is, oh, come on, ESPN. What, Joel Embiid is the ninth best player in the world. The, the guy's been playing basketball for, like, six years, okay? You can't, you just... You legally can't be a top 10 player six years into doing something, okay? You just, you can't, that's just, that's illegal. That's not, he's really good, but he's only played like, I don't know, 100 games? No, has he even played 100 games? Yeah, he's probably played 100. Um, you know, was getting clamped by a giant leprechaun in the playoffs, uh, in big moments at least. He was still scoring, but Aaron Baines... He wanted no part of that Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines was giving him that work. Work down on the block. The Lucky Charms. The seven-foot Lucky Charms man, Aaron Baines. Dude, there's no team Aaron Baines belongs on more than the Boston Celtics. That guy's, he's literally a leprechaun. But he's seven feet tall, so I guess. With the man bun? Yeah, dude, Aaron Baines. That's, where, I don't even know where he went to college. Did he even go to college? He probably just came straight from the forest, honestly. Straight from the forest to the NBA. Aaron Baines. Okay, anyways, Joel Embiid, dude. Ninth best player in the world? I think we need to drop that, I don't know, 10 spots, 20 spots. Like, I just, you can't, that's just disrespectful to everyone else that's been in the league for a while. Like, I get taking the league by storm. He had a great year, all-star, whatever. He's not the ninth best player, Okay. He's not. And then they said the likelihood a seven-footer could ever be regarded as the world's best player has been in doubt, but Embiid seems determined to challenge this notion. He's never, he's never going to be the best player in the world. Like, he will, never, he will never do that. There's too many elite big men and players right now around his age that he's going to have to be second to, okay? So I'm going to just leave that. Kawhi eighth, I mean, that's wrong. 
I mean, that's wrong. We all know Kawhi's third, but he was hurt. So, I mean, even with his injury, I'm surprised they gave him this high because they're just so terrible over there at ESPN. But, yeah, Kawhi eighth. I mean, I mean, man, as long as I never have to hear him laugh again. <laughs> oh, dude, Kawhi, man. That's an interesting guy. I think he's going to have a very not as good of year as he did a couple years ago, and he's going to leave and probably go. Don't be surprised if he goes to the Clippers. He might go to the Clippers, but eighth is a little bit, I mean, it's disrespectful, but it's also understandable. He only played nine games. Russell Westbrook, seventh. I mean, this is another one where four through seven, you can kind of all move around. It's all just opinion, but I mean, Russ for sure belongs in the top ten. I mean, average triple-double two seasons in a row. Say what you want about his game, or you know, but but the guy's top ten, okay? So I, I have no problem with that. Anthony Davis, sixth. I think this is too low. I think it's too low, but, man, this, this one through six is so good that it's tough. It's really just preference and who you think's got a higher ceiling, I guess, because it was really two through six because we know LeBron's one, so... Anthony Davis six. I actually think they did all right ish. Like he's still he's top five, I think. But but when you look at four, okay, this was stupid. This this five spot they put Giannis and KD tying for fourth. Yeah, the two time, like come on, dude. KD, like I know, like I don't like what he did either. Okay, but but he's still the second best player in the world. Okay. He, he he just is. He just is. You gotta this is just this is just pure hate from ESPN right here. KD is not fourth tied with Giannis. Giannis is gonna be great. You know, he averaged twenty seven last year, he's gonna be great. But man, he is great. Giannis is great, but K D and him are not they're not even on the same No, stop it, ESPN. Stop it. Talk to me when Giannis gets past the, the second round. Okay, I know Giannis has way less help, but still. Come on, Giannis. Giannis, Giannis is going to probably win an MVP in the next couple of years, for sure. He might win it this year, but it's not better than Kevin Durant, okay? He's not tied with him either. James Harden third. This was this was ridiculous. Just, like, yeah, he won the MVP, but, like, but he's not third, okay? He's just not third. Like, defense has to play a little bit of a factor here. And it's not that he doesn't, like, he's played, he's played a little more defense this year than past years, but... But I just, I don't know, man. I just, I just think he, honestly, his game looks exhausting to me. Partially because I don't dribble that much when I play, but, but man, just to, to have to dribble that much every possession just to score. I mean, he does it amazingly and he scores all the time, but I'm just saying like, just looks tiring, man. I just, I have to catch my breath when I watch him play. Steph Curry, Steph Curry second. I mean, yeah. No, no, like no, he's not second, okay, so no, but yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of a little bit, just because, I don't know, man, I just hate that that we don't get to see the Steph from a couple years ago, because KD's there, so he really just gets to chill out, still still does great, but I really just wish, because people forget what Steph was doing a couple years ago. It was really stupid, man. Go watch some 2016 Steph Curry highlights in case you forgot because, man, that guy's really good at basketball. And then LeBron, number one, of course, the greatest player of all time. 
no debate here. Um, hoping he gets the MVP this year. Um, really has a has a great chance here with this Lakers team. As long as they can win, I say they get a top six seed. He gets the MVP. Give, given that, like AD or Kyrie or some of these other guys that are eligible for it, um, maybe even Dame. Given that those guys don't just have like unbelievable years. Or even Giannis, you know. Um, I think LeBron should get the MVP. Player rankings are weird, though, man. A lot of players get mad about him, you know. And I don't know. Like, I get the motivation part, but it's like, dude, you know ESPN doesn't know what they're talking about. You know? They don't. They don't. Like, remember when they ranked Kobe? What, they rank him, like, 90th or something? I don't even know what they ranked him. I mean, yeah, he was towards the end of his career, and he was injured. But there were there weren't eighty something players better than Kobe, you know. Like so that that's really when they lost everyone's respect, I think. Especially those Kobe stands. Those guys, those guys don't play around with that stuff. They, whew. dude, can we just talk about Kobe? Dude, we watched someone put a. We were lifting today, and my strength coach put a. Put like this some interview snippets of Kobe. It was like one of those Mamba mentality. We're stretching and watching, and and this guy, this guy just takes his craft so seriously, which like I respect, but also like, I mean, does Kobe did Kobe ever have fun? I know that was fun, right? Winning's fun. Okay, yeah, I get it. But damn, Kobe, I mean, do you have any? Does he have any? Does he have friends? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know he's cool with people. Everyone respects him. He's got rings. But what does Kobe do when he's not working out for 10 hours a day? What does he do in his downtime? I'll tell you what. He watches film, he stretches, and he thinks about basketball and working out. And then he wakes up at 3.30 in the morning and does it all again. And that's just insane to me. That is absolutely crazy. Because you would think, you know... If, let's just say he works out for eight hours in the summer or whatever. I don't know what he does, you know, given he has like three workouts in a day or something. I mean, I just feel waking up at three, for anything, waking up at three is dramatic. Three? You're waking up at 3 a.m. to start your day. That's what most people are hitting like REM sleep, you know, like hitting that deep, like having a good dream sleep. All my best dreams are at 3 a.m. Every time. Anytime I've had a, just the sickest dream ever, it's three. It's three in the morning. But Kobe, but Kobe's up, eating Wheaties. No, he doesn't eat Wheaties. He's probably eating like steamed vegetables. He's probably not even eating because he's like, you know what, Kobe, you don't deserve that yet. Mambo mentality. You don't deserve to eat till you, till you put in this this four hours of shooting. Kobe's the only guy that I've heard of that would show up in a gym. And just do defensive slides. Like, like that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy, Kobe. If you ever think that, now, given I'm not, I'm not Kobe. I get that, you know. And, like, I'm not saying other guys don't work on their lateral quickness. But to show up by yourself in a dark gym at 4 in the morning and just do defensive slides for two hours. What are you doing? What are you doing, Kobe? I mean, he, yeah, you know, he's an all-time great, all-time great defender. But you couldn't, 
you couldn't pay me to do that. That's shit, man. No way. No way. I know he's making like 20 whatever million a year doing that, but dude, there's no way. Defensive slides by yourself. There's no be one thing if you had like a friend there, you're playing one on one or even like a trainer like, "All right, we're going to put these bands on your legs and just No, no, no. Kobe would just show up in shorts and a t-shirt, put on his shoes, turn the lights on with nobody in the gym and and just and just get to sliding. And just slide from the left to the right and the right to the left until he felt, hey, it's time now it's time to shoot. Now it's time to shoot for three hours. Two hours of defensive slides, shoot for three hours, go home, eat, um, maybe say hi to my kids, but I don't really care because I gotta get back to the gym. And then and then go back to the gym and maybe lift. Get your lift in, stretch, uh, read a book on how to be a snake. Um, cause, no, not a snake like mess, like screwing people over, kind of like literally a snake because he's the mamba, you know. Kobe is a snake. He's, he's a mamba. He's a mamba snake. Do you, do you know how ridiculous that sounds? Ser- seriously, think about Think about how stupid of a nickname. That is, that is the worst nickname of all time. It really is, dude. I hate the Mamba mentality. Love Kobe. Respect him. Mamba mentality is just dumb. It's just dumb. And you know why they give it to him? Because he grits his teeth. That, that's why. Kobe is a killer. He's a cold-blooded killer. I get it. But don't think he wants it more because he grits his teeth. Okay? He wants it more because he wants it more. And he loves the game and his craft. Okay, he's not a he's not a snake. Because he because he because he grits his because he doesn't open his mouth. You know what I mean? Because he does that face. He does that face. Oh, dude, the commentators would lose it when Kobe did that face. Whenever Kobe would do his Mamba face, you just hear all the commentators, all the commentators, just every time, just they'd show the replay of him hitting some like shooting over like a triple team. Pal Gasol's wide open. He's like, no, I don't, I don't trust him. Shimmy, shimmy, fade over three people. Cash, cash it out, and then look at the camera. Fist pump and grit his teeth. Like, he, he would grit his teeth like, I'm trying to think of, of what it looks like. It's like when you, it's like when you, when you get bad news, but it's not, it's not related to your life. Like, like you feel bad. Someone says someone you kind of know or don't know. Something bad happened to them. And you're like, ugh, that sucks. But I don't really care. Like, ugh, you grit your teeth, right? You do that ugh thing. That's, that's Kobe every time he hits a big shot. Just ugh. And all the announcers are like, he is just an assassin. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, Kobe Bryant. And that's why he's the best. That's why he's the best, Mark. Look at, look at him grit his teeth. Look at him. He's biting his teeth. Have you ever seen someone want it more than a guy who bites his teeth? I haven't. I haven't, Mark. I just haven't. You think defenders were scared of that or they were just scared of his skill? Like, you think it was like, man, I'm guarding Kobe. And then, like, the second he gritted his teeth, you're like, shit. Oh, man, this this game just got a whole lot harder. Kobe's biting his teeth again. 
<laughs> I think it's on the scouting report. Like, all right, all right, we're gonna play him like this. But man, if he grits those teeth, just throw this, just throw this whole scouting sheet away. We don't need it. He's gonna score. He gritted his, he he bit his teeth. Dude, it's so stupid. It is so stupid. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in sport. And everyone just has so much respect. Like, I really respect Kobe, but, like, that is just so dumb. It's so dumb, dude. And every time he does it, everyone's just, all the Laker fanboys and Kobe fanboys are just like, see, bro, that's the difference. That's the difference between him, LeBron, and any other legend. You ever seen LeBron grit his teeth? <laughs> like, no. No, I haven't, because LeBron doesn't need to do that to, to show he wants to play hard. Like, you know, I get it, right? The look in your eye, like, I get the look. But Kobe knew, once he got to a certain point, people really started pointing out that he does that. It started to become, I felt like he was, he knew he was doing it for the cameras, you know? And then it just became like a WWE kind of thing where that was his brand. It was just, it was just, hey, Kobe is going off. And Kobe knows when he goes off that the NBA needs that shot right before commercial where he goes over to the huddle does that slight Tiger Woods fist pump, and then grits those teeth. And he's just so locked in, he just can't stop gritting his teeth, you know? (laughs) Dude, it's so dumb. The Mamba mentality. And then when you hear him talk, like, you know he he just loves that. He loves it. Kobe loves being a snake. He loves being a black Mamba. (laughs) You think he was a black Mamba for Halloween? Like, that was his... Like, like every year, like every year once he got the nickname, like 2005 to like 2013, like, but by like 2012, they're like, Kobe, come on, dude, you can't be a black mamba again. And he, he, instead of just replying to that, he'd just grit his teeth. And they'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. I see why you're a black mamba. You grit your teeth. I'm sorry. I know this sounds like real bottled up hatred for Kobe and it's really not, it's not, but I just, I just don't get the, the gritting your teeth to be like, to be like a legend. That's just weird to me. Anyways, dude, speaking of legends, let's talk about Dwight Howard. I was thinking about this the other day. I really was. So, my man Dwight, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull up his career stats right now, just because I know you guys, everyone hears, people hear that, and for some reason they're kind of like, I get it. People like, oh, he doesn't take it seriously enough. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, why should he? You know what I mean? <laughs> why should he? Seriously. The guy's made, like, well over $100 million. Dude, he's getting, he got paid, he's paid, he got paid $23 million last year, just on the court. I know he has, like, 10 baby mamas or something. I've heard about that. I don't know. But that has nothing to do with his greatness. Dude, career stats. This is Dwight Howard's career stats. You ready? 17 points a game, 12 rebounds, one assist. Okay, that right there, that's a, that's a Hall of Fame stat line. If you can do that consistently, he's, he's been in the league for, for what, since 2004 or something? So, like, four, 14, 14 years, 2005? I don't know. Then, field goal percentage, career, 58. I know he only dunks and catches lobs and shoots baby hooks, but 58%. That's pretty good for his career. Okay, free throw percentage, 56. Eh, I mean, whatever. And then uh, and then I think he, he's, only got, he's one of the only guys to get defensive player of the year. Didn't he get it three times in a row? 
I think he got it three. Yeah, he got defensive player. How many? How many defensive player of the year awards does Dwight Howard have? Perfect. Um. My internet's being so slow. Okay, yep. So, dude, Dwight got it three times in a row. 2008 to 2011. One of those years, I think LeBron should have got it. That was when LeBron was in his, like, defensive prime, I think, was during that time. Because he was so athletic. But, I mean, dude, three in a row. He got three in a row, Dwight Howard. An average of 17 and 12 for his career. He's a Hall of Famer. And he took a team to the finals once. Got smacked up by Kobe, but still went to the finals. I, I mean, he's definitely, he's a Hall of Famer, dude. Just deal with it. I don't love it. I don't like it either that much, but he's a Hall of Famer. He really is, you know? He's had some back injuries, which just sucks. It sucks when any player gets hurt because, you know, it just limits them. It, yeah, that was stupid. Of course it limits them. But you know what I mean? Like, that just sucks to see. It really does. But, I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer. Injuries, dude. Oh, you know who just got injured? I just saw the thing today. It was DeJounte Murray. Yeah. Pretty sad about that. I really am. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big, guy, a big fan of DeJounte. I think he's going to be very good in this league. I think this was going to be the first year we were going to really start to see that. He's re- he was really going to have a, a nice opportunity there with the Spurs and Pop. And he tore his ACL. He tore his... Friggin' ACL was his tear. You know what it is, dude? I, I'm not, I mean, knock on wood. Like, I'm not the skinniest guy. I'm not fat. I'm not super lean, but I'm not skinny. But, I mean, I've noticed these really skinny guards or really, like, they always tear their ACL. Does weight, you know, you would think because they're lighter, it's less, like, pounding on their leg. But maybe they just don't have the strength in their ligaments or they're too athletic. That's one thing I've noticed. Like, the freakest of athletes tear their ACLs. Like, guys that are really slow and not that athletic don't usually do that because they're just not moving fast enough. I don't know any science about this. I'm speaking completely off of just ignorance, but, but I'm pretty sure that's how that goes. If you're super athletic, because think about it, like Derek Rose, like, you're jumping all the time, you're irky-jerky. Dude, if you're just real solid and fundamental... Like, J.J. Redick, dude. Has that guy ever even been, like, really hurt? He, he just has really good cardio and just runs off screens. Kyle Corver, not hurt. I know that, the, okay, you're thinking, like, white guys don't tear. I'm trying to think, okay, Porzingis tore his ACL. But, I mean, for his size, he's considered very mobile. And he's just 7'3", which is just huge. So, it's probably easier to tear. I don't know anything about the science of it. But, man, that sucks, DeJounte Murray. Tore his ACL, dude. That sucks. That just sucks, man. I feel so bad when players tear their ACL. Cause it's not like a sprained anything or a rolled something. It's like, dude, I'm out for at least eight months, at least. You know. And then who knows if I'll be the same player. But yeah, that sucks, dude. And and the thing is, is I like him a lot. I wouldn't buy his jersey though. I don't think because he's like my age. I think he's a year. He might be a year older. I have a thing. I have this rule. This is my rule. I don't buy a ton of jerseys, but I like in my head I would think, oh, I'd buy his jersey. You know, 
and that's as far as I'll go. I won't actually buy the jersey. But but my rule is I, I can't be your age. Like, I'm finally at the age where, like, people my age, Now people younger than me are in the NBA. That's weird to me. You know? There's people, a year, I mean, only a year, but they're still younger than me, and they're in the NBA. Making millions to hoop. That's That's just, that's wild. But if you're younger than me, I will not buy your jersey ever. So once I'm like 36, I'm gonna be pretty. I can only wear like this era of players' jersey. You know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't because it's just weird, dude. Like a kid, like that'd be like imagine being like 34 and having a Lonzo Ball jersey. What? He he's 20. And you're wearing his jersey? That's uh, it's a little creepy, guy. It is. It is. You're 14 years older than him. Why? Why do you have his jersey on? And even with people older than me, it's a little weird to wear their jersey. I just think it's, you know, I like jerseys. I just think it's um. It's weird, dude. If someone's if someone's a lot younger than you, don't wear their jersey. Just don't. I just I, maybe it's just like a pride. I don't know what it is or why I have that that I can't wear someone's jersey younger than me, but I just never will. I mean, this just started happening right now, where where it's becoming like a thing, but because uh, of my age now. But once I yeah, once I get once I get about forty, dude, unless I'm buying like LeBron. Or, or like players that are now older than me right now, no way, dude. There's no way you could see me at 44 buying the jersey of some 19-year-old because like a team I like drafted him. That's just ridiculous. You look, you look ridiculous. You're 45 and you have a you have a Lonzo Ball jersey. The ki- the kid was in high school two years ago, and you're wearing his jersey. And you're 40? And you have a mortgage and a wife and some kids? And you're wearing a Lonzo Ball jersey? Dude, what are you doing? I see, I see it all the time, too. I see, like, guys, these grown men, they go to games. And it's weird. Dude, if you and your buddy both have the same jersey at the same game, dude, leave the arena. Give your seats to someone that's not as 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 big of a dork as you. How big of a dork? Dude, that's what it is, dude. They're just dorks, you know? And I just, oh, dude, how big of a dork do you got to be to be 40 and wear a Lonzo Ball jersey? And your buddy next to you has a Brandon Ingram jersey. And you're both just sitting there with your $24 beers, just high-fiving. You, you, look, you look silly. You look so silly, and you are dorks. And don't do that. Just don't do it. I know, I'm getting pretty negative right now. I just, oh, there's a plane. Hold on. It's a helicopter. This is my first outdoor podcast. But, uh, yeah, hey, if you're still listening, all eight of you, um, 
shout out to you guys. I'm going to start putting time limits on these so I don't drag them out too much. I want to do segments. I want to add music. I want to learn how to do more stuff with it. And this app probably isn't the move. But I also don't have the money to like get better podcast equipment. And I also don't think I'll ever make money off of a podcast. So there's really no point in investing in really good equipment. I just do these for fun. And if you listen, shout out to you, dude. Um... Brandon Ingram, yeah, I just brought him up. Dude, he looks good. He looks real good. He's primed for a big year. I mean, I know this has been the chart. Like, even if LeBron didn't come there, this is supposed to be a year where he really puts people on notice. Like, hey, I'm here now. But I think with LeBron there, he's going to just flourish even more. And everything's going to be a lot easier for him. Like, dude, even in the three three of the preseason games I watched, dude, they, 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 they keep running this high post action with LeBron. And they run Brandon Ingram right off his flex cut every game in the first quarter. Every game. And every game I've seen him get a dunk off of it. They have, I think they have Kuz set it. So they got, the defenders got to worry about Kuz stepping out and hitting the three. And Brandon Ingram just comes off the flex cut, curled dunk. And LeBron throws a dime, as LeBron always does. And it's great action. It's great action. As a basketball fan who, who, sees, who watches games, you know, I, I, I'd say people who play watch it differently. I don't want to be too, like, douchey about it or get all philosophical. But, you know, you see sets. You see the way guys are cut. Like, some like the casual fan just watches the ball. And I watch, I like to watch, like, off the ball and see. Like, the ja- I love watching the jazz. I've said it before, dude. Even when I watch, like, Donovan Mitchell highlights, like, just the sets they run for him or, like, the ways they get him open. And then, obviously, he creates for himself because he's, he's really good at doing that. But just just the action. I love good action, man. Seeing some good act, like seeing a good set just really get executed and like a dunk off it or a wide open shot the way it's intended, like just that's just cool to me. That's just awesome to see. But yeah, Brendan Ingram, dude, coming off those flex cuts and then just he's gonna really yeah, and then he's just looking real good. Still needs to keep getting stronger. I just don't know why he can't gain weight. I feel bad for him. I also don't feel bad for him because I gain weight pretty easily. So I guess you got to watch what I eat now. I'm at this weird point in my life. I never had to do that before. But, uh, yeah, that would probably be frustrating to eat as much. Because he eats a lot. Like, he's, you know, I assume they got him on some diet. But he just can't gain the weight. So maybe it'll just take some time. But he'll always have that, that wiry frame, you know. It's just about getting strength for him. But I think he'll average like 20, 22 this year. He'll be their second-leading scorer. I don't see who else would, and I think maybe Kuz would be third. Uh, and then outside those top three, LeBron, Ingram, and Kuz, as far as scoring, I don't know. Maybe Lonzo and Josh Hart will chip in a lot. I don't really see who else can like consistently score like that on that team. Contavious, he's whatever. If he doesn't go to jail again, Jesus. <laughs> um... Ingram looks good, dude. Uh, another another guy I think looks really good too right now is Zach Levine. I think he's in a great spot too, and I think he's primed for an All Star year. I was sitting here thinking about this today. He doesn't. No one in the East. I mean, think about like elite two guards in the East. Like, sit there and name them for me. You know, you got Bradley Beal, and then you got nobody else. I mean. I can really think that that's like an all-star caliber player, you know? That's a two-guard in the Eastern Conference. Deion Waiters, nope. J.J. Redick, really good, not an all-star. 
the only one I can think of is if you would list Jalen Brown as a two. But, I mean, I guess he's technically a two. He plays the two. I mean, because they got those three wings, you know, him, Gordon, and uh, Tatum are all interchangeable, and they're all pretty much the same position. So I don't know if you'd put either of them. All three of them are all-star candidates. I just don't know if you'd list any of them as a two-guard or they'd come in the all-star game as a two-guard. So Zach Levine, I think, has a great chance here to be an all-star. Um, dude, I'm really trying to think of two guards in the East, man. I really can't. I mean, two guards in general, like the death chart in the NBA, I think it's the weakest position in the NBA. Um, if you just name, like, the top ten two guards, I think after, like, five it gets so weak compared to other positions. Point guard super deep, small forward's pretty deep. I don't know how deep small forward is, actually, because outside the top five, what you got? Braun, KD, Kawhi, Giannis, Paul George, and then mm-hmm. small forward. Yeah, see, I don't know. But two guards are pretty, yeah, so I think Zach Levine's going to, might be an all-star this year. Um, I really like Zach Levine. Wish him the best. Uh, Jimmy Butler, if he gets traded, nothing changes for anyone. Every, like, it'll be, it'll, I don't even think it'll be interesting, honestly. It really, it was really not that interesting when he went to the Timberwolves. Like, it was when I heard about it, but then I saw the product on the floor and was like, okay, next. Next, you know, Jimmy Butler's a dog, Cat's not, Wiggins is just there to get his paycheck and go home and, d- and maybe dunk on someone, maybe. So it was just a weird mix of players, and then Tom Thibodeau, um, you know, you can't understand him, because the guy sounds like he's choking when he talks, and he, and he also sounds like he just smoked, I don't know, 30 packs of cigarettes before he coached. Like, Tib, how many, how many Marlboros, is that how you pronounce it? Mar- I don't know, dude. I don't know cigarette brands. How many cigarettes are you smoking, Tom? If Tom doesn't die of lung cancer, he's going to die of a heart attack from yelling at his starters. Never plays his bench. Jamal Crawford didn't play enough. I know he's like 50, but still should have played more. Um, yeah, I don't think the Timberwolves are going to do anything in the near future. I think all those players are going to end up getting traded or leaving. And they're just going to realize, hey, Minnesota isn't going to win a title. Like, Minnesota, think about it, dude. Even if they did win an NBA title, you wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like that. If you heard, imagine, imagine turning on ESPN and hearing, your 2024 NBA champion, Minnesota Timberwolves. Ugh. Just, ugh. It, just, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound right, you know. It'll never happen. I'm sorry, Minnesota. It's never going to happen for you. Um, that's really all I wanted to talk about today. Oh, and then I also want to talk about one more thing. I already brought up the Celtics. Um, they they could win the finals, dude. I just want to bring this. Like, they can actually. I want it to be Celtics Warriors. I know it will be Celtics Warriors, uh, given everyone stays healthy. Knock on wood again. But. The Celtics are bet are a better team than the Warriors. You know. You don't know because you're probably like no. Yeah, you're probably not listening. It's 35 minutes into the podcast, but 
the Celtics are better than the Warriors. I will say, like, I that isn't crazy. Like, it sounds crazy because the Warriors, they have five Hall of Famers potentially on, like, start, like, as their game, you know. That's their starting lineup when everyone's all healthy when Boogie gets back. But the Celtics have the perfect, the only team set up to beat them. Because Big Al against Boogie, I know Boogie would cook Big Al and, like, that's that's not as lopsided of a matchup as you would like it. Okay, it is. Okay, it is. Before I lose all my credibility about best talking about basketball, but like Big Al and like he's not gonna just let Boogie just abuse him. You know, he's not gonna get abused by Boogie. Like he might. I don't know, dude. There's probably a fair amount of highlights of Boogie cooking Al Horford, but but still, I don't. That isn't the worst matchup in the NBA. You know. Al Horford against Boogie Cousins, like it's whatever. And the Celtics play, and the, the way the Celtics play, and even the way the Warriors play, like it's not like they're gonna just it's gonna be Al against Boogie every possession, you know. And then you look at the other three. I mean, between uh, Tatum, Brown, and Hayward against Clay, KD, and Draymond. I mean, that's I know the Warriors have the edge of those three, like three on three, but it's like not. It's not, it's the gap isn't crazy, you know? The gap is not as far, and, and all those guys can switch everything. The Celtics can switch everything, just like the Warriors can, you know? The Celtics are really the only team I can think of right now that can, I mean, oh, the Lakers, dude. The Lakers are going to be good on defense. They're going to, they're going to, if LeBron wants to lock in and play some defense this year, I think they can really, the Lakers can, can do some damage. They're long, they're huge. But the Celtics, dude, they're freaking, they could switch everything. And then Steph against Kyrie, I mean, we've seen that. We've seen that three times. Well, I mean, really twice because he got hurt. Kyrie got hurt in 2015 in the finals. But we saw what happened in 2016. Okay, Kyrie averaged like 28 for the series. I mean, Steph did his thing too, you know, to an extent. And same with 2017. But, but Kyrie against Steph, that's kind of, I'd say that's a wash. I'd say it's a wash, especially in the finals. And then you go to the benches, and the Celtics are have a way better bench than the Warriors. I mean, way better. Who? Okay, actually, mm, timeout. Not way better. Because you got Sean Livingston and Iggy. They're getting old, but they only play so much and have to do so much. So they're fine, and they're long and tall, and they can do a lot of things. <coughs> and then uh, Pat, Pat McCaw coming back. Is he hurt still? I don't know. Does that even matter? Um, who else comes off their bench? Nick Young. I mean, that's not whatever, you know. And then the Celtics bench, you got Scary Terry. You got freaking Aaron Baines. You got Marcus Smart, dog. Flopper. He's a flopper. He is such dude. Go look at Marcus Smart flopping highlights, and you'll just, you'll just, if you don't shut your laptop within, like, three minutes of watching a Marcus Smart flop compilation, I, you're, you're, you're a better person than I am because I can't watch that shit, dude. Marcus Smart, dude, that guy is too damn big to be flopping like that. The theatrical, the theatrical, dude, stop it, Marcus. Just stop it. You look, you look ridiculous. You look ridiculous, Okay. It's just like don't don't give off this dog persona or try to be this tough guy, and then and then just fall to the ground when no one touches you. And he doesn't just fall like some guys like sell a charge or like a push. 
Like, dude, he, he does, like, his head. Like, he brings his whole head into it. Yeah, Marcus Smart irks me. That's one of the guys in the league that just gets under my skin as a guy watching games. And, and part of it is because he does, you know, he does, he is a defensive Like, he, he, you know, he plays really hard. Like last year, dude, when he got that push-off call against James Harden, when James Harden's trying to get the ball inbounded to him and the Celtics won the game. Dude, he's done that against the Rockets twice. I need you guys to go watch that compilation I watched recently. I, dude, <laughs> this guy flops so much, especially against the Rockets. Um, he's James Harden's worst nightmare because James Harden does push off slightly, but Marcus Smart sells it. And, and the refs love to act like Marcus Smart's not 6'4", 220. He might weigh more than that. He's he's huge. He's a big, large man. He can't. He, he's not. There's no way he's getting pushed around like that. Stop flopping, Marcus. Jesus. Okay, I didn't even forgot what I was talking about. Oh, the Celtics. Yeah, their bench. Dude, I just think it's going to be such a good series. I think it could go to seven. I think the Celtics get the one seed in the NBA this year. I think they're going to be hungry. They're going to be healthy, and they're going to win like 60 plus games. I think the Warriors will coast, as they always do. They're like, they've been a four straight finals, you know what I mean? They don't need to, they know what they have. They just need to get in the playoffs, honestly. But I still think the world will win like 55, 58 games, maybe 60. But I think the Celtics will win a few more. And then the Celtics get that game seven at home when they meet in the finals. And I'm just saying it could happen. It won't, it probably won't, it might not. They might not even meet in the finals. But if they do... I wouldn't, don't be surprised when it's a series, when it's a real like, oh man, I don't know who's going to win this, this series. Don't be surprised. All right, man. That's all my time, dude. 41 minutes. That's jeez. talking about, I'm going crazy out here. All right. Thanks for listening, man. Um, I guess, uh, I guess that's it. I, I don't know. Promote this. I don't know. I mean, even if I got a thousand plays on here, it would not change anything in my life, um, you know, so shout out to the eight people that listened to this, if you made it all the way through, man, thanks, appreciate it, all right, man, 42 minutes.